The Beatitudes that we just heard proclaimed are very, very important for us. The Beatitudes are sort of, in a way, the cornerstone of our Christian faith, or how we're supposed to live our Christian life anyway. So for the Jews who are being confronted with Jesus, their Messiah, they've got it in their mind that that the greatest of them, and this is not through earthly power, but the greatest of them are the ones who follow the law the best. So of the 613 Mosaic laws, that whoever follows those 613 laws the best wins or is the greatest in the eyes of God. And here Jesus is setting a whole new paradigm for everyone. And Jesus is fundamentally saying, no, it's faith in me. And people will insult you and even kill you because of that faith in me. And the second is the virtues, the virtues. So it's faith and the virtues living out the law that makes a person truly great in the eyes of God. So for the Jews, they're like, well, faith in God, I believe in God, okay, but so do the fallen angels. Belief does not equal faith. And then they've got their list of do's and don'ts. But here is this thing about faith, which has at its core a relationship with God, just as we'd have one with our spouse or siblings or children or parents, etc. A relationship with God, couched in the virtues, following the commandments. And this is just a complete and utter new revelation for these people. And at the core of this, even when they're hearing it 2,000 years ago from Jesus up on this mountain, which is, again, where they get the beginning of the 613 Mosaic Laws, is Moses going up on Mount Sinai and coming back down with the Ten Commandments. Here Jesus goes up on this crowd and he begins to teach them this new revelation but this kind of mountaintop sort of thing. But at the core of this is, well, why would I have faith? Why isn't belief good enough? And then why would I work on all these unseen things that come from the heart and the will, the virtues, if I don't know that God loves me? So before Jesus dies on the cross... The Jews have no reason to believe that God loves them. That God had created them, yes, of course, but what was God's motivation for creating them? Well, just like a human being likes to build things, you know, we like to build buildings and roads and we admire what we've done. And at home, we like to keep a tidy house and we admire what we're doing there, the order of it all, etc. So they haven't got it that God loves them like they would love their children. Or that they would love their spouse. They don't, they don't understand God that way. And to this day, the, the Jews and the Muslims still don't. The, the, the Jews can't even say God's name. They call him Yahweh, which is the USA for God. I am who am. It's the first letter of I am who am in Hebrew. And the Muslims, they just have no concept whatsoever of God loving them. Our job is to just serve God and hope that Allah will let us in, sort of thing. God is not, has not displayed his love for the human race, except for the Christians who understand that he has, that Jesus is God. He came in the flesh and he loved us to death. Not only just to show you, guys, I love you this much, watch me jump off this cliff. Nope. 
Watch me jump off this cliff so that you don't have to. So that you don't have to die eternally. That I might take away all of your sins because of my love for you. So even when they're hearing this, Jesus speaking the Beatitudes, and he does it a few different times. Remember, Jesus keeps traveling throughout Palestine, and he keeps repeating himself in multiple places with the same stories because they keep there are constantly new crowds before him. When he's saying this, the apostles and disciples who have been journeying with him can't quite get it. I mean, they're like, okay, the virtues? Being virtuous? This is what's important to God? It's not the commandments, it's faith in you, Jesus, and the virtues. So they they can't quite catch the last piece that God loves them and loves them to death for eternity. And so when Jesus dies on the cross and he resurrects from the dead, the apostles and disciples, they get it now. It's like, oh, got it. It's all based in love. And if it's based in love, then following the law is no more loving than following the civil laws about not speeding and obeying the traffic laws of turn signals and whatnot and, you know, not stealing from your neighbor and all that. But none of that has anything to do with love, per se. So here's this huge shift for them to realize he loves us. The creator loves us to death. And what he wants from us is to love him back. We didn't know that. And now we do. And all the generations that lived before us, back to Adam and Eve, they didn't know that. They didn't know that God loved them, would love them to death. But we do. And what love wants to see is fidelity and a virtuous life. Virtue which comes from the goodness of a human being. When those two things are there, it sets us up for the commandments. Now this gets to the saints. The saints are these people who, whether they died martyrs or not, they lived heroically holy lives on earth. Which is to say that they gave up a lot on earth to live in love and in communion with God. They gave up friends, they gave up jobs, they they gave up spouses, they gave up children... They suffered insult, they suffered misunderstanding, marginalization, all of this stuff, and some of them died martyrs. All right, and even those who didn't, holy cow, you read the life stories of of these saints, and even those who didn't die martyrs, they died martyrdom a thousand times over in the way they lived their life for God. And they did that because they understood how much God loves them, and they were responding to that love with their own beatitudes, with their own heroic virtue, heroic faith. Lord, I'll go off that cliff with you. I have no idea what's on the other side, but I'll go with you. And you know what they got for all of their troubles? They not only got paradise, but they got to be glorified in paradise for eternity. And just think, you know, all these saints died over in the last just 2,000 years. And eternity is never-ending. So 2,000 years from now, or 2 million years from now, or 2 trillion years from now, we start getting the idea, this life is just a snapshot for the next. This life is the blink of an eye for the next. What am I going to do with this life for eternity, for eternal living? 
And these are the great saints. These are the great saints. They got it. They got it. My life on earth will be over in the blink of an eye. This is my one shot, my one shot to love the Lord back with as much as he's loved me. And they would do it. They would do it. And in doing it, they would provide incredible inspiration for us to follow. And they would show us a path forward. As I read through the lives of the saints, I'm constantly constantly reminded of like, whoa, okay, there's the path, and I'm not on that. I'm on this over here. And for me to go over here is going to result in a lot of giving up of other things and other sacrifices to walk that life. But I know how to do it because others have gone before me. They've inspired me, they've challenged me, and they've shown me the way. They've shown me the way. So today, we give thanks to Almighty God for having created us, for having loved us, and given us eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. And today, we thank God and we give Him glory for His saints, because in their lives, they gave God glory by the way they lived their lives. And today, too, we thank the saints for their heroic sacrifices in this life. And we ask them to pray for us and intercede for us. That we, too, might just do a fraction of what they did. That might just try a little bit like they did. To live this love that Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes. In spite of the persecution... And to live a virtuous life, heroically virtuous. And to do all that, others have gone before us and have done it. That means we can too. And they from heaven will pray for us and intercede for us. And we from earth will recommit ourselves to loving the Lord like he loves us. And to live within, to have him live within us in those virtues. And to follow his commandments for the reasons just stated. And trust that we too one day will inherit paradise.